this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true and living God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Get to know more of God's word and wisdom for your life as you listen to Pastor Elliot Nee Lante Lante. Now, here's today's message. Please remember we are still continuing our series on standing firm. Hallelujah. Standing firm, standing firm, and you win. Today we are looking at stand firm, even when you struggle in your belief, even when you struggle in your faith. Hallelujah. Stand firm, even when you struggle in your belief or in your faith. Hallelujah. Give me an amen. Give me an amen. Tell me, Pastor, I'm there with you. Yes, type, type. Say, hi, Pastor. I'm there with you. I'm there with you. I'm with you. I'm following. God bless you all. Um, Mark, Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9. One day I'll talk about Mark. Mark is a very wonderful guy. Hallelujah. Mark failed miserably in his life. And it is amazing that he was able to write this gospel. Like, he came back powerfully. So, Mark is a book where each time I look at him, I'm so encouraged that somebody who failed miserably could do so much wonders, like write a whole gospel. Wow! And from his gospel, most of the gospels wrote from him. So you can see Mark was a very, very powerful guy. But Mark failed miserably one time in his life. So if you failed in your life, I want to tell you, Mark is an example to you. You can rise up, you can make it again in the name of Jesus. Amen. Tell somebody you can rise up, you can make it again as Mark made it. You can rise up, you can make it again as Brother Mark made it in the gospel. Hallelujah. So today we are looking at Mark Mark chapter 9. Let me not start preaching about Mark. About Mark. Verse 14. Mark 9 verse 14. This was a story after Jesus had come down from the Mount of Transfiguration. You remember the story that Jesus was up in the mount, on the mountain with the three disciples. The three disciples he loved so much. John, Mark, John uh, James, and Peter. And they went together to, to pray. And as Jesus was praying, they were sleeping. Disciples are always sleeping. And uh, they were sleeping and Jesus began to pray. And at a point in his, ang- in his anguish, he became, he transformed into a different person. His body became light. And Elijah and Moses was by his side. And Peter, when Peter saw the light, he woke up from his sleep and said, hey, <laughs> is this my Jesus who has changed to become something else? You remember in the chapter 5, in the chapter uh, 16 of Matthew, they are just confirmed, they are just spoken about him. And the same thing in the Mark chapter 8, they just said, You are the Son of the Living God. Hallelujah. They confirmed that he is the Son of the Living God. But they did not really know. Peter had a revelation of it. But this time, in the chapter 9, he seen the real thing. At first, it was a revelation in his heart. Now, it is something before his eyes. He could see that Jesus was not a small boy. He could see that Jesus was, was God in the form of a man. And God transformed. Jesus transformed to become God. Hallelujah. They were so amazed. And Jesus told them they shouldn't tell anybody what they have seen. They, were, they, got, they got their confirmation that Jesus is the Messiah. 
they had no turn. They could not doubt anymore. They could never doubt about Jesus and who he was. Amen. So Jesus was now coming down from the mountain of transfiguration where he had met with God. Bible says that Elijah and, and, and Moses appeared to him. And you can see these were two people who were taken to be with God. They entered into God. And Bible says that uh, as they were talking, as, Mo, as Peter was talking, Peter was saying, you know, let's build a shelter for, for Abraham, build a shelter for, um, for Moses, build a shelter for Jesus, build a shelter for Elijah. You know what? Let's build shelters for them. And a voice came. A cloud came. And the voice spoke out of the cloud. And the voice said, shut up, Peter. Don't talk too much. You don't know much about everything. Hallelujah. Yeah, tell somebody, shut up when you don't know too much. Shut up when you don't know too much. Just, <laughs> just shut up. So Jesus had had this magnificent, magnificent experience. And he's coming down to meet the world. Imagine sometimes you have a retreat. And you have had a powerful time. You have been on the mountaintop with prayer. And you have seen something on the inside. You saw something in your spirit. You saw your spirit. You saw yourself flying. You saw yourself being a great man. You saw yourself, hey, God is going to use it powerfully. And then you come down from the mountaintop. And you descend to the, to the valley. And you see problems and issues. You see, you see, you wonder whether what you saw in church was really true. You wonder whether what the pastor said in church had anything to do with life. Because when you left and you go to the bus 50, bus, bus number 50, it's, it's, <laughs> ah. On Sunday, you are so energized. Monday morning to school, your, your heart, your heart is beating. You are down to the mountain. You are down at the mountains again with the troubles of life. You are wondering, ha, ha, ha. Hallelujah. If you've had such experience, tell me, Pastor, I've had such experience. I've had such experiences <laughs> when I was top and up on the mountain. And when I came down, I was wondering whether the vision was true. Whether, whether God really spoke to me. Yeah. And Jesus is coming down to the mundane. He's coming down to the issues of men. You can see how he will react to the things going on. Wow, may the Lord help us that when we come down from the mountains, we will handle things with faith. We will handle things properly in the name of Jesus. Let's get into our text before I start preaching about something else. <laughs> Verse 14. When they came to the other disciples, so you remember it was three disciples who went with Jesus, and nine disciples stayed with, stayed down there. Jesus didn't go up with them. Hallelujah. I pray that Jesus will go up with you every time he's going up. In the name of Jesus. May you be, may not be left behind. Other disciples were there. They saw a large crowd around them. I'm still on the verse 1. And the teachers of the law arguing with them. The verse 15. As soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. You can see as Jesus, you see it's like when Jesus, it's like Moses who was up on the mountain and he came down. And when he came down, you can see that his face they couldn't look at his face. There was a glory upon his face. And Jesus had gone up the mountain and had come down. Sometimes when you go up the mountain and you come down, you cannot see that there's been a change in your life. You can't see that your face has changed. But the people can see that there's a change inside of you. Hallelujah. Maybe you are on the mountain now alone. You are feeling just alone. 
I'm like, e, I'm just praying. I'm just reading my Bible. I'm just studying. Mm, there's something going on. There's a change that is in your life that people will begin to see in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So they ran to him. They ran to, say, they ran to him. They said, you know, well, let's greet you. They were filled with wonder. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't do anything. Verse 16. What are you arguing with them about? He asked. You can see the Pharisees were there. The Jesus of the Lord were there. And Jesus is asking, what, what is the argument? What is going on? What are you arguing about with these people? Hallelujah. Tell somebody, don't argue, don't argue. Tell somebody, don't argue, don't argue. Don't argue. No, no, no. Stop the argument. Stop struggling with people. What are you struggling about? What are you struggling about? What are you struggling about? What are you arguing about? Hallelujah. I pray that every argument will stop in the name of Jesus. Let all quarrels end in the name of Jesus. What are you arguing about? He asked them. The verse 17. A man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought you my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Can you imagine? We are dealing with a demon and we are arguing. <laughs> Somebody is possessed with a demon and you are arguing. You can see how the demon will be very at ease. The demon will take a sleep. He said, huh, they're arguing. <laughs> they are there fighting among themselves. This is what the devil likes. So he likes when he's hiding and he's resting and then men are struggling. They're fighting among themselves. Uh -huh. Possessed by a spirit that robbed him out, robbed him of speech. The verse 18. Whenever it seizes, it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. The verse 19. Oh, unbelieving generation. Jesus replied, How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. Hallelujah. So they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been in this? From childhood, he answered. It has often thrown him into fire and water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. Hallelujah. I pray that every demonic attack on your life that wants to kill you in the name of Jesus, it is averted in the name of Jesus. Anything that seeks to destroy your life will come against it in the name of Jesus. So he says it has often wanted to kill him. You see, but something in the boy does not allow the boy to be killed. Because there is an encounter with Jesus that is awaiting him. Hallelujah. So, which verse am I on? Verse 23. Yes, so, verse 23. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for him who believes. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my own belief. Hallelujah. I do believe Help me overcome my unbelief. Please, how many of us have seen ourselves in such a case before? It seems I believe, but mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, help me overcome my unbelief. The verse 25, when Jesus saw that a crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the evil spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you, come out of him and never enter him 
again. The spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently, and came out. The boy looked, up, looked so much like corpse that many said, he's dead. <laughs> Verse 27, but Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him to his feet and he stood up. After Jesus had gone indoors, his disciples asked him privately, why could we not drive <laughs> out this demon? He replied, this kind can come out only by prayer and fasting. Hallelujah. Amen. But I want to look at the man and his story today. Maybe on Wednesday, I'll be looking at the disciples and their discussion with Jesus. Amen. This man had come to Jesus with a problem. He had come to Jesus. Maybe he had tried himself every other means to solve this. It did not work. Hallelujah. And he came to Jesus to look for solution. He came to meet the church. He came to see the disciples of Jesus. And the disciples tried their best. I'm telling you. They, they, they took sticks. They hit, they hit the guy. They prayed. They cast out. And remember that the disciples, they've had an experience already. Jesus had sent them to, 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 to go out and to cast out demons and to heal the sick and all that. And Bible says they returned to Jesus and they told Jesus, ah, Jesus, what you told us to go and do? The demons, when they saw us, hey, yeah, they just ran. They just, hey, people were just being healed like anything. I'm telling you, Jesus, and they were so excited. Jesus said, no, don't be excited about such things. Be excited about the fact that your names are written in the book of life. Hallelujah. Amen. So the disciples have had an example before. And they've come to this point where today they are trying hard, but they could not. Until the point where they've entered into argument and arguing with others. Hallelujah. You can see that this man was confused. I don't know whether you have had such an experience before. Maybe you've been so good studying at home every time you pass. You pass, you pass. Intelligent, intelligent girl. Intelligent boy. And then you got into school, in university. And then you said, ah, I'm here to pass again. Then you faced an exam that you could not face. I pray in the name of Jesus that <laughs> you overcome that hard, hard, hard work. Hallelujah. You overcome that difficulty. In the name of Jesus. Sometimes we fail. Sometimes our faith fails. Sometimes we don't do well. And this the disciples could not do well. They did not know what to do. Hallelujah. But sometimes our failure reveals a more deeper problem. Our failure. And this is what I want to get to. It is normal that we fail sometimes. Sometimes difficulties, affliction. Our afflictions reveal something deeper about us. Our afflictions show us whether we are prepared in life or not. Our afflictions show us whether we have the strength to stand or not. Go with me to Proverbs chapter 21, uh, 24 verse 10. Proverbs 24 verse 10. Our afflictions reveal something more than the afflictions. Proverbs 24 verse 10. If you falter in times of trouble, how small is your strength? It means that the day of trouble will test your strength. Hallelujah. And if you fail, it shows that your strength is small. The days of trouble will test your faith. 
The days of trouble will test your ability to persevere. The days of, tr of trouble will test your, your strength in hope. The days of trouble will test whether you are in love with Jesus or not. They come to test. And tell, I'm telling you, God laughs. He doesn't tempt us. But he loves to test our faith. He loves to test us. Hallelujah. Yeah. In fact, the Bible says, examine yourself. You yourself. Test yourself. And see whether you are still in the faith. Test yourself. So sometimes, when difficulties come, don't look at them. No, no, no. Don't be like the disciples in times of arguments. We are going to see what this man is going to do in these times of difficulty that he was facing. This issue was revealing something more deeper. It was revealing a deeper problem in his life than he knew he had. He thought he had a problem with his son. He thought he had a problem with his, with his son being healed. He thought he had a problem with demons. No, 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 no. The demons revealed something, something, something deeper, something deeper, a deeper problem, a deeper issue. Adversity is come to test us. You can see today, nobody knew that it would be in such a thing, would be in such a time. But you see how this is testing all of us. It's testing all of us. Hallelujah. I pray in the name of Jesus that you pass the test. In the name of Jesus. Go with me to Psalm 119. Psalm 119. Psalm 119. Verse 67. So they come to test our strength. Another thing they come also to do, to show us, is to show us how we have gone off. We've gone astray. Hallelujah. Sometimes when we go astray, you know one time I found myself in prison. I was in prison for some time. And the thing that I knew about it was that I had gone astray from the ways of God. Sometimes, when you find yourself in difficulties, sometimes you are sick, sometimes you have failed, sometimes you are in trouble, it reveals sometimes that you have gone astray. You have gone astray. You have gone astray. You have gone astray. It reveals you've gone astray. It says, before I was afflicted, I went astray. Before I was afflicted, I went. That's why I keep begging you. you. See, this is not a time for you to be going off. It's not a time to be running around for foolish things. It's not a time to run into your boyfriend's houses. I've told you that if you're in your boyfriend's house, it's better to tell the police, please, I need to get out. It is more dangerous in this house than coronavirus. I need to move out of this house. Policeman, let me go home. It's more dangerous. Because sometimes, when you go astray, when you step out of God's way, it is not a good thing for you. In fact, when you read the book of Isaiah, he says, he says, God has made a highway for us. He says, this highway is called the highway of holiness. And he says, they are, they are devils. They are lions by the side. You know, the lions cannot get you unless you move out of the way of holiness. Unless you get out of it. You see, God is not, God is not, he doesn't want you to go out there. As if like, he cares that you live holy for him. But it is more important for you because it protects you. The laws of God protect you. It is not for him. You know, sometimes we are so foolish. We think that when we live holy, it is, it is for God. We are living holy for God. No! No! Change your mind about it. You are living holy for yourself. It is for you. You live holy for yourself. You stay or, or, or without having sex with a guy until you are married for yourself, not for God. Not for God. For yourself. I pray that you get that wisdom. Yeah. 
Yeah. You go astray when you are afflicted. Affliction can show that you have gone astray. Affliction can show that you have missed your discipline. Affliction can show that you have, you have, you have not followed the ways of God. Affliction. Sometimes they reveal. They reveal that we've lacked wisdom. They reveal that we've not walked on the ways of wisdom. Hallelujah. Sometimes they reveal that we don't have strength. But sometimes they reveal we've gone off. We've gone off. Sometimes affliction, affliction, affliction. Second Corinthians chapter, 14, chapter 12 verse 9. Affliction. Oh Jesus. Affliction. Sometimes affliction can show that you, you are proud. <laughs> affliction. Go back to the verse 8. Go back to the verse 8. Go back again, verse 7. Go back again. I'm sure you know this story. Paul says, but if I choose, if I should choose to boast, I will not be a fool because I would be speaking the truth. But I refrain so no one would think more of me than is warranted by what I do or say. The next verse. To keep me from becoming conceited. Now sometimes, 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 you see, we don't, have, we, we don't understand the ways of God. It's a mystery. But sometimes, Paul is saying, God made the devil afflict me to keep me, to keep me from becoming conceited, from becoming proud. Sometimes God will let something happen to keep you from a greater harm. To keep you from a greater harm. Yeah. Hallelujah. I remember a story of a man who was describing how he was, he was driving and he realized that there was, a, there was a deep hole in front of him. And then he stopped his car. And then he parked his car across the road and began to tell all the those who were coming because they're very high speed. And he, he, he started telling them, no, 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 don't come. No, no, slow down, slow down. And he was telling, slow down. Some of, some of them did not mind him. Sometimes, as if Somebody is asking you to slow down. I see somebody is inconveniencing, 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 inconveniencing your life. But sometimes it is to help you. Sometimes that girl you did not get, I'm telling you, was to help you. Oh, I'm saying sometimes that boy that, that threw you away, that boy, that boy who said, mm, I, I don't think, mm, I, I don't think, Mm, we can. Uh, that boy was uh, was 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 uh, was a blessing. Uh, hey, you had that pain inside of you, but I'm telling you that it was a blessing. It was a blessing. Hallelujah. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes he says this was to keep me from a greater harm. This was to keep me from becoming conceited because of these surpassingly great revelations. There was giving me a thorn in the flesh, in my flesh. We don't know what that thorn is. A messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. He says, three times I pleaded, Father, take this away. Father, take this pain away. But God knows that he's some of us. <laughs> you are just praying. Father, take this pain away. Oh, take this pain away. As soon as the pain goes, you are going back again. You are going back. Boy, I've come back boy, I am back again. Let's continue. <laughs> we made a mistake here. This time we'll be smart. We'll be smart. 
we'll be smart this time. <laughs> Let's use something that will protect us. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. So he says, take it, take it. And God said, no, 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 no. <laughs> it is not going away. He says, but he said to me, that's why when people are having problems, it's not good to just be talking, talking, talking and be telling them everything because you might not know what God's will is in their life. You need to first of all find what God's will is in their lives. Hallelujah. My grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I'll boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. Hallelujah. Sometimes God just allows it to come. Oh yeah, God just allows it to come to keep you from a greater harm. The greatest harm that can happen to you as a Christian is pride. It is the greatest thing that can happen to you. Pride, pride, pride. To become too proud, to become haughty, to begin to see high things and you can't come down. You cannot be humble. Ah, no, 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 no. The greatest harm that can happen to you is pride. Sometimes the devil whispers proud thoughts into our ears. And we need to be able to be like, like this man we are coming to see here. And say, you know what? I don't need that. Hallelujah. Sometimes. Hallelujah. Sometimes evil will just come. Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians 6. Oh, verse 10 to 14. Ephesians 6. Sometimes evil. Finally, be strong, my brothers. Be strong in the law and in his mighty power. The next verse. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stick your stand against the evil, the devil's schemes. Uh -huh. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against powers of this dark world. Tell somebody your struggle is not with your sister. Your struggle is not with your brother. Your struggle is not with the pastor. Your struggle is not with, the, with, the, your, with your roommate. Your struggle is not with your mother. Your struggle is not with your father. He says, our struggle, our struggle. That's the struggle of the believer. Our struggle, our struggle. It's not against flesh and blood, no. Rulers, authorities, hallelujah. Powers of this dark world. Against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Yes. This is where our struggle is. The next verse. The next verse. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, brothers and sisters, there's a time. There's nothing you can do about it. There are days of evil. There are days of evil. There are days of evil. Because we live in a fallen world, because we live in a place where the devil is still at work, I'm telling you, there are days of evil. Hallelujah. He says, put on the full armor. Put on the full armor. So that you can stand your ground. You can stand your ground. Sometimes afflictions come just because we live in a fallen world. We live in a fallen world. We live in a fallen world where the devil is at work. Hallelujah. This problem reveals something in the heart of this man. This issue. Let's go back to our text. Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9. Very quickly. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. Mm, thank you, Jesus. The verse 19. Mark 9, verse 19. So the man has said his problem and all that. Verse 19. 
Oh, unbelieving generation, Jesus replied, How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. The verse 20. Now, Jesus is telling us something. He's giving us a hint. Jesus is saying, This is an unbelieving and perverse generation. This is an unbelieving and sinful generation. Jesus is saying, Jesus is telling us, one of the reasons why these troubles happen is because we are unbelieving and we are sinful. Sinful. We live in a sinful world. That's why you shouldn't add to it. Hallelujah. That's why you shouldn't add to it. Jesus, Jesus told us why this was happening. But this revealed a greater problem in the life of this man. So they brought him, the verse 20. They brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. The verse 21. Verse 21. Go with me quickly. If you are there, tell me, Pastor, I'm there. Verse 21, I'm there with you. I'm there, I'm there, I'm there. Pastor, I'm there. Verse 21. He says, Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered. He has often thrown him to the fire, to the water, to kill him. But if you can do anything, if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. Aha! Trouble. This is where the trouble is. Jesus said, ah! The man is looking for a solution. He has come. It felt as if the disciples could not do anything. It felt as if the disciples could not help. Brothers and sisters, sometimes the pastor will try so much. Sometimes the church will try so much. They will lay their hands on you. They will pour holy water. They will pour oil water. They will pour gas oil water. They will pour engine oil water. They will pour everything on you. It is still not working. It's not working. Oh, pastors. Father, have mercy on us and help us. Sometimes they even put you in water. They, they pray for the water and put you inside water. It still doesn't work. It still doesn't work. Hey! Sometimes it doesn't work. Pastors. Sometimes the church can try and try and try. It doesn't work. <laughs> Even Jesus was about to try. And Jesus said, mm -mm, this thing I can't. This thing might not work. <laughs> this thing might not work. I was shocked. I was shocked in Luke chapter 4. That Bible says that Jesus... Jesus went to his hometown. He went to do miracles and to preach there. Bible said that he had been in Capernaum. In Capernaum, he did mighty works in Capernaum. And when he came to his place, the people said, Aha, he has come. We know him. He has come. And Bible made a statement at the end of his service. He said, And Jesus could not do. Jesus could. Mm -mm. Ah. I was, I was amazed at that phrase. I thought Bible made a mistake. I thought Bible would say no. And Jesus would not do. No, no, no. He said, and Jesus could not do. He could not. He could not do many miracles. He could not. When I saw that, I said, hey, pastor, if Jesus could not do many, if Jesus could not do many miracles, I'm very safe. <laughs> I'm very safe sometimes. <laughs> because sometimes it doesn't depend. The were so unbelieving. They could not believe in Jesus. They looked at the natural man of Jesus. They looked at his family. They looked at the fact that he's been a carpenter. They looked at his brother. They looked at his sister. He said, we know no. Hey, hey, hey. See, the sister is even walking around here. We know him. The sister. Yeah, this is the sister. This is the sister. The girl walking there. The girl walking there is his sister. Look very well. 
what can he do for us? If he could not do anything for his sister, is he asked you come and do anything? He could not do anything. So Jesus did nothing. He did a few miracles and left the place. And he said, a prophet is always not respected in his hometown. So he went on. So when the man made the statement, if you can do something, Jesus, aha, we have a problem here. Sometimes your problem reveals a deeper problem. You know, you might be mad at that situation. You might be mad at that school. You might be mad the fact that you didn't do well. You might be mad the fact that you failed. But that problem is not a problem. The problem reveals a deeper problem inside of you. Can I preach to somebody? Yeah. Sometimes the problem shows where you are. So the man made a statement and Jesus said, full stop. It is no more about the disciples. It's not about the church. It's not even about the Pharisees. It's not about that. The problem is here. This is where the problem is. And the man, can you imagine, the man who has come to get healing for his son. He wants healing for his son, but he cannot. Ah. Now, he has become the blockade to the healing of his son. He has become the blockade. Because of him, the healing will not happen. Ooh. He said, if you can do anything, if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. Ah, ah there are some technologies, te technicalities in this statement. If you can do anything, please write it down. If you can do anything, you know, Jesus does things. But, 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 but there are things that disturb him. One day, a leper met Jesus. And a leper said to Jesus, you know, Jesus, if you are willing, if you are willing, you can heal me. If you are willing, you can make me whole. And my Bible says, Jesus reached out his son and he touched him. He says, I'm willing. I'm willing. And he healed him. But when you come to the issue of whether can God do it, hey, that's one. Jesus will just put a pause. <laughs> what did Jesus say? Hmm. If I can, said Jesus. Ah, you are asking if I can. Can I? Hey. Everything is possible for him who believes. It is not dependent on me. It is dependent on you. Sometimes we are mad. We are crying to God. We are blaming God. We are angry at people. And Jesus is saying, no, it's dependent on you. Tell somebody it's dependent on you. It's dependent on you. We don't like to hear it. We like to blame everybody. We like to blame the devil. We like to, no, he says it's dependent on you. The man did not know Jesus. No, he did not know Jesus. He had a problem with believing. And Jesus hit on it. He had a believing problem. But the disciples had a faith problem. They are not the same. They are not the same. They are not the same. He did not know that this Jesus was dealing with. Go with me to John chapter 1. John 1 verse 14. John 1 verse 14. Ah, quickly. Quickly, John 1 verse 14. He didn't know this Jesus was dealing with. 
Uh, he says, and the word became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. We have seen his glory. The glory of the one and only begotten son of the father. Hallelujah. Full of grace and truth. He didn't know Jesus. The next verse. The next verse. He says, John testifies concerning him. He cries out saying, this was he of whom I said, he, he who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. The next verse, verse 16. It says, from the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. He didn't know he was who he was dealing with. He didn't know that this is the man with blessing. This is the man with power. This is the man with authority. The next verse, the next verse. Uh, for the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. The next verse, verse 18. It says, no one has ever seen God. But God, the one and only, who is at the Father's side, has made him known. He didn't know that Jesus was God, who has come to make God known. He didn't know. No, he had a believing problem. The next verse I want us to see is Colossians chapter 1, verse 15. Colossians 1, 15, very, very quickly. Oh, thank you, Father. Colossians 1, 15. Quickly, quickly. If you are there, tell, tell me I'm there. I'm there, Pastor, with you. I'm there. He is the image of the invisible God. Paul was writing from prison. He was writing to the church. And he says, no, that this Jesus you are dealing with, he is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn over all creation. Somebody continue. He says, for by him all things were created. Things in heaven and on earth. Visible and invisible. Whether thrones or powers or rulers. Authorities. Ah, authorities. 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 In him all things were created. He says, brother, you don't know who you are dealing with. You don't know the one you are talking to. He says, in him all things were created. In him, every power submits to. In him, whether it is visible or invisible. Visible or invisible. Ooh. Invisible. In him. We need to come back and look at this Jesus properly and begin to ask ourselves and stop asking the questions about can he, can he, can he, can he. We need to stop asking those questions. Go back again. Put it, put it up, put it up. Put it up for us. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All things were created by him. And for him, all things were created by him and for him. All things were created by him. He didn't know the Jesus he was dealing with. The disciples were shocked at his comment because those who had been with Jesus on the mountain, they knew that the guy they were dealing with was not ordinary. No, Jesus was not ordinary. No. He says all things were created by him and for him. The next verse. I love the next verse. Oh, I love it. Ha! He is before all things. And in him, in him, all things hold together. In Jesus, everything holds together. In Jesus, everything holds together. I don't know whether your life is falling apart, but I came to tell somebody that in Jesus, everything holds together together. I don't know whether your education is falling apart, but I came to tell somebody that in him all things hold together. Maybe your job is falling apart. Maybe your business is falling apart. It says in this Jesus all things hold together. Ha. Ha. Everything holds together. He thought everything had ended. He had no, he had no, no life. Oh, everything holds together in Jesus. Sandalabaya Sitaniano. 
Yes, yes, yes. You thought your relationship was falling apart, but Bible says in him all things hold together. In him all things hold together. Top five people tell them, in him all things hold together. Tell them everything about your life holds together in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. He didn't know this Jesus. Oh, he didn't know him. You see, he didn't know him. It's when you come to know Jesus, your, your, your belief, your belief, and I said your belief is a bit different from your faith. Your belief is different from your faith, yeah. But your belief, your belief is strong. Ah. He didn't know this Jesus. All things hold together in him. All things hold together. Maybe your family is falling apart, but I tell you in Jesus, all things hold together. All things hold together. Brothers and sisters, we have too, so much hope in this Jesus. There's so much in this Jesus that we need to unlock for the benefit of the world. Hallelujah. Amen. He didn't know that there was a John chapter 1. Go with me to John chapter 1. Uh, he didn't know. He didn't know. Mm-hmm. John chapter 1. John chapter 1 verse 15. John 1. Uh-huh. John 1. There was a time God, Jesus saw a brother. And he wanted this brother to become his disciple. Verse, verse, verse 49. Verse 49. Huh. Then Nathaniel declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Hmm. He has seen something with Jesus. He has seen something, but Jesus said it's not enough. He, he has seen something. Verse 50. Verse 50. Jesus said, You believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. You shall see greater things than that. Hallelujah. Tell somebody you shall see greater things than that. Type to 10 people. Tell them you shall see greater things than this. You shall see greater things. Tell them there are greater days ahead of you. In the name of Jesus, I declare that greater things are in Jesus for us. Greater things are in Jesus for the church. Greater things are in Jesus for your life. Greater things are in Jesus for your family. Greater things, greater things, greater things are inside of him. He says, you shall see greater things. Come and follow me. You shall see greater things. You have greater experiences. I've never regretted following Jesus. Oh, I've never regretted. In fact, oh, it is too nice. It is too marvelous. Ever since I was a child up to now, I've never regretted following Jesus. Never regretted. Greater things you shall see. Greater things you shall see. You believe you shall see greater things. You believe you shall see greater things. Hallelujah. Greater things. Greater things. Great things he has done. Greater things he will do. Unto the Lord be all the glory and honor. Hallelujah. Greater things. But this is what I like about it. Verse 21. Verse 51. Then he added. Then he added. Ah. He added. Mm-mm-mm. I like what he added. I tell you the truth. You shall see heaven open. Ah, hey. Hey, you shall see heaven open. 
and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. He says, you shall see heaven open. If you follow me, as you believe me and you follow me, you shall see heaven open and you shall see angels opening. I'm sure you remember the story in Genesis chapter 28. You remember the story of a brother, of a certain man of God, a certain pastor. He was called Pastor Jacob. Pastor Jacob was running away from his brother because he thought his brother was going to kill him. So he ran away and as he was going to Haran, back to where Abraham had left, Bible says he got to Bethel and he was too tired so he slept. And when he slept Bible says that he saw heaven open and he saw like a, he saw like stairs. People were climbing. Angels were going up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. They were going to heaven and coming down. And he said, hey, God was here. Bible says that God stooped on top. God stooped on top of the stairs and spoke to him. God stood, stood on stop and spoke to Jacob and said, Jacob, if you follow me, if you believe and follow me, I'll give where you are lying to you. I'll give this land to you. Jacob forgot about it. And he said, God, you know, if you keep me alive, and you give me food to eat. And you take me to where I'm going and bring me back. I'll, I'll, I'll serve you. <laughs> what Jesus, what God was talking about, he didn't see. He was talking about something else. So just food, eating, going and coming. That's what he was thinking about. But God was talking to him about a greater thing. And Jesus says, if you follow me, you will see that on the Son of Man, on this Son of Man, angels are climbing and are coming down. Please, when angels are going up and coming down, they're always holding a gift. They hold a gift for mankind. They hold a message for mankind. They hold something of benefit for mankind. And Jesus says, I am that stairs. I am that stairs. I am that stairs that the angels are climbing and going up and coming down. Jacob did not know that that stairs that he saw was Jesus himself. Hallelujah. Type hallelujah, hallelujah. Type an amen in the name of Jesus. There are many stairs in Jesus. There are many stairs in Jesus. But I believe there are three stairs. I believe there are three stairs. There are three stairs in Jesus. He didn't know he was dealing, who he was dealing with. Well, let me have my stairs. Hmm. I brought the stairs today. There are three stairs in Jesus. Hallelujah. The man said, Jesus. Let's go back there. Tell somebody there are many stairs in Jesus. Many stairs in Jesus. Many, many stairs in Jesus. Ooh. Mark chapter 9. Let's continue. Verse 23. Mark 9 verse 23. Many stairs in Jesus. You see, it is on Jesus it's on Jesus that the angels deliver. It's on Jesus that it, that's why they, Jesus told the disciples, don't you know that I can command the angels and they'll come down quickly. I can command and they'll bring fire. I can command anything I will command, they'll bring it. Hallelujah. On this Jesus, on this Jesus, on this Jesus, angels are descending and ascending. What did he ask for? The verse 23. Mark 9 verse 23. If you are there, tell me I'm there with you, pastor, I'm there. If you can, said Jesus, if you can, verse 23, if you can, said Jesus, 
Everything is possible for him who believes. The man said, Jesus, if you can. Jesus was going to deliver. He was going to deliver the healing on the second stair. It was on the second stair. He needed to be on the second stair. The second stair is the stair of belief. It's the stair of faith. It's the stair where your faith is alive. Hallelujah. There is a last stair that is easier. It is called the stair of love. When you live on this stair of love, Bible says that things are easier. Things work out. Bible, God works things all together for your good. For they that love God, for they that are called according to his purpose, when you are on that stairs of love, in love with God, it's not just believe in him, you love him. It is a different thing. You are closer to heaven. You are closer to God. In fact, at that point, the Bible says that for God himself is love. So when you live a life of love, hey, you are higher. You are very, very high. Hallelujah. So he was not on that stair. He didn't love Jesus. No, no, no. He didn't love Jesus. He was not on that stair. Jesus said, this one, this one will be delivered to you. This one is going to be given to you on the stairs of faith. Hey, and the man says something. He said, hey, please. This is on faith. Uh, I believe, oh, I believe, uh, Jesus. I believe, but you know what? Help my own believer. Help my own believer. He said, no, Jesus, if this will be delivered on the second stairs of faith, I don't have it. I don't have it. So he went down. He went down. He went to mercy. He said, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me, Jesus. Help me, help me. <laughs> help my unbelief, Jesus. Tell somebody there are three stairs. Tell somebody there are three stairs. Tell the person there's a stairs of mercy. There's a stair of humility. There's a stair where you come and say, please, I don't have it. Father, have mercy on me. Hallelujah. And when you persevere there, there's a stair that leaps you up. There's a certain faith that comes into your life. It is called the stair of faith. It's called the stair of faith. Bible says in Galatians chapter 5 verse 6, it says, I care to know nothing amongst you except Christ crucified. He says, what? I don't care whether it's circumcision or all circumcision. They mean nothing to me. But it says, I care about Christ crucified. All I care about, I care about Jesus. I care about faith working itself in love. He says faith works itself in love. We stay so much on the point of faith. You rise to the place of love. Where you are in love with God. Daniel was in love with God. Daniel said, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. When the angel came to Daniel, he said, angel, hey, Daniel, you, you are highly esteemed in heaven. You are amazing. You don't even know who you are in heaven. Hey, Daniel. We angels were everywhere. When Daniel had a problem, they didn't send a common angel. The saint angel Gabriel, the saint angel angel Michael to come and liberate Gabriel. It was a different story. Hallelujah. He because Daniel was on the stage of love. He was in love with God. He had passed the stage of faith. He said, "This God." Whether he saves me, he doesn't save me. I will love him. I will worship him. Whether he cares for me, he doesn't care for me. I am just in love with him. Please, have you not been with somebody who does not care for you, but you still love him? That's what love is. It's love. I'm in love. I'm in love. Where are you standing with Jesus? Are you on the floor? Are you on the floor? 
No, 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 no. He delivers on the stairs. If you stay on the floor, you might stay there for too long. You might stay there for too long in your Christian life. You need to come to the first stairs. Rise to the first stairs and say, God, I need mercy. I cannot believe. I want to believe that you prosper me. I want to believe that you give me a husband. I want to believe that I will be healthy. I want to believe God that I will pass my exams. I want to believe that my Christian life will be wonderful. I want to believe that I will rise up and be able to pray. I want to believe that I overcome this sin. I overcome this issue that is disturbing me. I want to believe. Oh, help me, but I'm not able to. Help me, help me. Ah, it is the first test you need to come to. Somebody needs to rise up in the morning and say, God, have mercy on me. I want to believe. Ah, there was once I felt sick. I had a health challenge a few months ago. Some of you know about it. And, uh, I realized that I didn't have the faith. Ooh, I believe God, but I didn't have the faith. I needed to start begging God, help me. The church needs to start to pray this prayer. That you know what, Jesus, help us. Help us help our unbeliever. Because sincerely, we don't believe. We are fighting outside. We are struggling outside. We are quarreling with everybody because we have a problem. And the problem has revealed our, 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 our situation. We don't believe. Help us. And you see how you rise to the next stage. Your faith will be firm. And your faith will be firm. And as you keep exercising your faith, as you keep exercising your belief, as you keep strengthening your belief, Bible says, and faith will work itself out. Faith will express itself in love. You'll see yourself moving up, being in love with God, being at the level of Daniel, being at the level of Peter, being at the level of Paul. They don't care what happens. They said, this God that we have seen, we love him. We will die for him. We will, we will do anything we will do for him. I can see you going up to the fourth stage. I can see you rising to God himself, becoming a champion of love. Nothing can defeat you. Bible says there are three things that exist. He says there's faith, there's love, there's hope. But one is stronger. One remains. He says love never fails. But let me tell you, Jesus said I've prayed for you that your faith will not fail. It means that your faith can fail. Yeah, 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 yeah. It means that faith can fail. You know, sometimes you trust somebody, but it gets to a point you don't trust the person again. It gets to a point, hmm, I'm not sure. Oh, darling, I'm not sure. Sweetheart, I'm not sure. In fact, I don't even want to call you sweetheart anymore. I've, I've lost the trust in you. I've lost the trust in you because sometimes, sometimes in life, sometimes things hit us so hard. Things hit us so hard that ee, we fall off the place of love. We fall off the place of faith. We can't even trust you anymore. Can't trust you again. So we stay. Ooh. Ooh. I was telling some people yesterday here that if many relationships could stay on the place of mercy and learn to ask for mercy, they'll go back again on trust. And as they trust, one day they'll go back again. Hallelujah. I can see you rising. I can see you rising. I can see you moving forward. 
I can see you climbing higher in Jesus. Hallelujah. Tell somebody I can see you climbing higher. Tell somebody I can see you moving forward. In the name of Jesus, your relationship with him is not stagnant. You are marching on. You are marching forward. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I'm climbing higher. Maybe when it comes to education, you don't trust God. Maybe when it comes to marriage, you don't trust God. Maybe when it comes to your Christian life, living a life that is pleasing, you don't trust God. Maybe when it comes to your, the will of God, you don't trust him. You don't trust him. Begin to work on it. Begin to work on it. Be like this man. He says, have mercy on me. I want to finish with three verses. Three verses. Go with me to Hosea chapter 12. Verse 3. Hosea chapter 12, verse 3. This is a fascinating text. It has, it has touched my heart. <laughs> Hosea 12, verse 3. He says, in the womb, he grasped his brother's heel. As a man, he struggled with God. Hallelujah. Ah. Go back. Jacob held from the womb his brother. You can see Jacob trying hard and holding people. I think many of us, right from the womb, we are Jacobs. We hold to people. We jostle them. We attack them. We will not let them go until they give us what, what we want from them. Jacob held everybody from the house to Laban's house. Held everybody in his life until he came to the point where he realized there's no need. I need to just hold on to God. And Bible says that as a man, he struggled with God. Sometimes you need to come to the place where you struggle rather with God. Say, God, I don't believe. Sincerely speaking, I don't believe. Have mercy on me. I don't believe God. I don't believe sincerely. Sincerely. I want to, but I don't. Ha, huh, I want to. That is why I am behaving this way. That is why I am sleeping with that boy. That is why I am fornicating. That is why I am cheating. Father, help me. I don't believe. I don't believe you can take care of me. I don't believe. Instead of grabbing that boy and holding him tightly, I will not let you go. Until you have blessed me. Until you have married me. I am holding on tightly to you. I will not let you go. Tell somebody you need to leave that boy. Leave that boy's heel. Uh, I can see you leaving his heel. And say, boy, you can go, 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 go. Brother, you can go. Please go. Please go. I am holding on to God. I am holding on tightly to God. And you will see that when you begin to hold on to God, uh -huh, he will come back. He says, I want us to do it again. It's a text that has been a huge image for me. Hold on to men. Or hold on to God. Which one are you doing? Are you holding on to men? 
or you're holding on to God? Where are you now? In your journey with Christ. Are you climbing the stairs? Or you are down there in the valley? You're in the valley, holding on to men, struggling with them. Tell somebody, don't be like that. Don't be like that now. In the name of Jesus. Psalm 123, 1 to 4. I'm finishing. Father, help us. King of glory, fill this place. Just want to be with you. Oh, yeah. Just want to be with you. Oh, yeah. King of glory, King of glory, fill this place. Just want to be with you. Oh, yeah. Just want to be with you. Yes, the world, oh, yeah. Yes, the world. Oh, yeah. Bow down and say you are God. Oh, yeah. Every man. Oh, yeah. Bow down and say you are king. Oh, yeah, so we, so we right now. Oh, yeah, why will we wait? We would now. In victory. In victory. King of glory. King of glory. Feel this place. Just wanna be with you. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Just wanna be with you. King of glory, King of glory, King of glory. Fill this place. Fill my heart, Lord. Just wanna be with you. Just wanna be with you. Just wanna be Do it for the last time, King of Glory King of Glory Feel this place Just wanna be with you Oh yeah, Father Just wanna be with you Father, this is our prayer May we leave all those we are holding on to all the things we are holding on to and begin to come to you and hold on to you and tarry with you and struggle with you for we know when we ask for a blessing from you, you will bless us. You release something that is in the womb of God for our lives. We thank you. Oh, yeah. 
Litano yetane amane andale ya satali andelebe Likapa andele ya sondolo ya sandalaba Likete ya payado atali asia Ika masoli ya pali payadoa Ikatale ya lipayadoa Litali payadalababa ya sitalia Litano ya mandelebe ya sitalia andelebe ya sa Likapayadea Lipeta andolobo ya sitalia Be set free in the name of Jesus from every hold you are holding on that is not of God. In the name of Jesus, may I have been liberated. May I have been set free. In the name of Jesus. Just wanna be with you. It is time. It is time, my brother. It's time, my sister. It's time to leave. It's time to pack a box. It's time to say, I'm not holding on to you. I'm not holding on to things of this world. I'm not holding on to anybody. Oh, yes, Lord. It's time to be holding on to you, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Just wanna be with you. Oh, yeah. Just wanna be with you. King of glory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The King of glory. It's time to leave. It's time to leave the fame. It's time to leave the fame. It's like it's time to leave the money. It's time, my brother. It's time. It's time. and begin to ask the Lord, Father, help me. Help me to leave behind, Lord. Help me to leave holding on. Holding on to position. Holding on for the, to the things of this world. 
Ah, uh, help me begin to lift up your voice, somebody. Begin to cry out to the Lord. Begin to cry out to the Lord. Begin to cry out to the Lord. If I can get you alone, for you are more than gold, you are more than silver, you are more than the things of this world. Let my heart, O oh Lord, be passionate after you. Let my heart desire you. Father, I do, I do want to believe, but I can't believe. I don't want to believe, but I'm not able to do it, Lord. Have mercy on me, Lord Jesus. Shandala Bayasiata, Le Capo, Le Pando, Italian Deliasia, Litande Asamandala Bayasia, E Capayan de Leviasiana, Le Pandala Babayas Italiano, Le Candalias Italian de la Baba, E Pandelebiasia Italian de Leve, Nicate, Amando Loboyasia, E Pali Pande, Amando Yamay and the Asia Italian de Leviasia. Jesus begin to cry out to the Lord somebody cry out to the Lord Bible says and Jacob Jacob held on tightly he will not let him go he will not let God go he will not let the angel go ah hold on hold on somebody Oh, begin to pray. Begin to cry out to the Lord. It is time to leave. It is time to leave behind what you have been holding on. It is time to drop. It is time. It is time. Brothers, my sisters, it is time. Leave those distractions. It is time, Jesus. Ah, ah, ah. Jesus, 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 Shandaleasa, Ikapayanea, Ipataliandoa, Lipatalian de la Baya, Ipandelebeasia, Le Catalian de la Baya Sindeleve, Ikandala Babayasia Talia, Lipate, Jesus, Jesus. Continue to pray. Continue to pray. Continue to pray. Continue to pray. You are set free from today. You are set free from today. I can see a certain power of God overshadowing you in your room. A certain power of God is reaching you as you are praying, as you are lifting up your voices. Something is reaching you right now in the name of Jesus. Lord Holy Ghost, stretch forth your hand. Lord Holy Ghost, give an anointing in the name of Jesus. Overshadow us, Lord. Ah, Siandaliasa.
verse and we'll close. Psalm 123. I lift my eyes to you, to you whose throne is in heaven. As the eyes of slaves look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of a maid look to the hand of a mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord, our God, till he shows us mercies, mercies. Eyes look to the Lord. Brothers and sisters, I believe your eyes are looking up to the Lord. Have mercy on us, O oh Lord. Have mercy on us, for we have endured much contempt. Have mercy on us. We have endured much ridicule from the proud, contempt from the arrogant. Let your eyes look to the Lord. Let your eyes look to the Lord. For mercy. Psalm 131. Psalm 131. Thank you, Father. 
Psalm 131, verse 1. My heart is not proud, O Lord. My eyes are not haughty. I do not concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me. But I have stilled and quietened my soul like a wind child with its mother. Like a wind child is my soul within me. Hallelujah. Go to God as your mother. Come down and go to him. Whatever situation you find yourself, look to him. Don't look to man. In the name of Jesus. God bless you. God bless you. Can you stand on your feet with me? Let's pray. Stand on your feet with me. Anywhere you are in your rooms, stand on your feet with me. If you are together, as a body, just stand on your feet with me. Just lift up your hands. Father, we just commit our spirit, our souls, and our bodies into your hands. Touch our hearts, Lord Jesus. Lord, as we've read in your word, we are committing ourselves as we've lifted up our hands as a sign of submission that we are submitting to you. We are submitting to our Lord Jesus. We pledge our allegiance again to look up to you, not to look anywhere else. For where does our help come from? It comes from you. We thank you. We bless your name. We give you all the glory. Father, I pray that you guide everybody. Speak to everybody. Touch everybody. Let your life and your power flow through us. In the name of Jesus. I pray for your protection over all those hands lifted. Reign over our lives, Lord. By your power. By your strength. In the name of Jesus. I pray that our bodies are strong. As our souls look up to you and are strengthened. Bodies are strong. May no disease come close to you. May no sickness come close to you. I bite every infection. I come against any appointment with death. We cancel them in the name of Jesus. Be set free. Be set free from every sickness in your body. Be set free from every dysfunction, every infirmity. In the name of Jesus. 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 Receive strength and power. Receive vigor. In the name of Jesus. Let the power of God flow through you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you that your church is still living. Thank you that your church is even stronger. Thank you that we are doing better. We thank you and we bless you. In the name of Jesus. I commit your family into the hands of God. May they be protected. May your mother receive strength. Somebody's mother is receiving strength right now. In the name of Jesus. May your father receive money. May your father receive help. I send angels from heaven to descend. To descend with packages of help. With gifts of help to different families. All those whose hands are raised, Father, let there be a package, a package of help and of and of and of peace ah, and of unity. Let there be a package, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Let there be a laughter, a laughter, a laughter, a laughter, a joy, unceasing joy. 
in the name of Jesus. We bless you. Father, all those who are looking up to you for marriages, provide for them. All those who are looking up to you for jobs, provide for them. All those whose eyes are lifted to you, provide for them. All those who are looking up to you for the well-being of their Christian life, for fighting, for staying strong with you, I pray, provide for them in the name of Jesus. We ask the, we ask the angels to deliver these gifts right now. Deliver these gifts right now. Lord, we pray for this ministry that you deliver your gifts to this ministry. Move this ministry beyond in the name of Jesus. For this is your church. We pray for the other churches, Father, that you help them. Move every church up in the name of Jesus. Show us our mistakes, O Lord. May we be humble enough to just come before you and ask for help. In the name of Jesus, we thank you and we bless you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Put your hands together for him. Bless him. Bless him. Wow. Put your hands together for him. He's awesome. Hallelujah. I'm so pleased to come to your homes with you, to be with you live on Facebook and other places. Um, I'm so glad that we're able to do this. And I look forward to seeing you. I can see, you can see that the curtain is drawing down gradually. We are coming down to the end of this season and the end of this period. Make maximum use of it and spend time with the Lord. Hallelujah. Very soon we are going to be together and I'm going to tell you the dance is going to be at a different level. We are going to take it up. Hallelujah. And our worship and our praises is not going to be a joke at all. Hallelujah. So tell somebody, keep those dancing shoes on. Keep them on. Keep them on. Keep practicing in the house as we are going. When we come back, it's going to be amazing. Tell somebody, like, I'm, I'm looking forward to your dance. I'm looking forward to seeing you in your dancing shoes. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's lift up our offerings and our tithes to him. Let's give to him. Let's bless him with all that we have. Bless him with your tithes. Bless the Lord with your tithes. Yes, yes. Bless him with your tithes. Bless him with your money and your giving in the name of Jesus. Let's lift it up. Father, we ask for your blessings over our money, of our giving in the name of Jesus. Bless everyone with a seed. Oh, yes. Let nobody have lack amongst us in the name of Jesus. And may you have in abundance. Have more than you need in the mighty name of Jesus. Grant us seeds to sow. Yes, Lord. Never there be a lack, O oh Lord. I declare abundance gifts from above. Our eyes are not on the economy. We are looking up to God. In the name of Jesus, we bless you. Amen and amen. Give in faith. Give believing God. You are going to always have in abundance. In the name of Jesus. Don't think of lack. Think of abundance. For your God has too much to give to you. Amen. So please be with me again. On Tuesday, we're going to have our Bible studies. It's going to be awesome. I believe you're enjoying your time. And on Wednesday, we're going to be on Facebook Live. Or you can be with us on the Zoom. It's, it's amazing. Join me as we teach, as we go through the Word of God. It's been a blessing. And join us on Friday as we have our prayer meetings. Hallelujah. Keep praying. Keep, visit, keep um, calling uh, people and finding out how they are doing. God bless you. We'll see you. Have a wonderful time. Amen. Bye-bye. We love you. I love you so much. I look forward to seeing you. Bye. We believe you have been blessed by today's message. Connect with Pastor Elliot Slamte on our Facebook page, Family of Champions International Ministries, and join our service live each and every Sunday on Facebook. Now we commit you to God and the word of His grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Stay blessed.